0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. Here with your post-raw review for November 29th, 2021. Brought to you by athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. We've got Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty all right. This feels like a mellow Monday. Like, don't you feel like pretty calm? I feel pretty calm, yeah. cool, and collected, very chill, very relaxed.
0: I started, uh, raw much later. I mean, I've been editing a lot of stuff from Wrestlecade. You had GCW last yesterday. We had both had pretty busy weekends. Thanksgiving was last week, lots of stuff going on, but guys, We hope that you're here chilling with us. Please leave a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. You can donate a super chat on YouTube, but we encourage you to go to humperchats.com. That's our Streamlabs platform. It allows us to keep a little bit more of your donations. uh, And you can donate a humper chat. We really encourage you to use humperchats.com. But also this week, we have an interview with Caprice Coleman dropping, talking about ROH. Uh, the future of ROH, and the like. And this week, I am dropping Inside NXT War Games. Earlier this year, I did an Inside the Royal Rumble feature. This is a little bit more, uh, a little bit shorter than those, but um, this is a look inside NXT War Games. The video is already up on FightfulSelect.com for all subscribers. I talked to Adam Cole, Kylo Reilly, Roderick Strong, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Alexander wolf Lots of people. You guys are really going to like this. It's a collection of stories from that. So show it some love. Denise, you're ready yes. to talk Raw. What would you think of today's Raw?
1: I didn't think it was a bad show. It was a long show. Was, I, I felt all three hours. But it wasn't a bad show, though. Like, I thought for the most part, there was some entertaining stuff. It was totally different from last week's episode. Last week's episode, like I said, it was just felt like it was completely altered kind of felt very unexpected there were some weird stuff which we'll talk about with with like Vince McMahon and Austin Theory and all of that that was very weird there was a not so great women's match um there was some other stuff I didn't think it was that great but anyways we'll get to that in just a second but either way I thought the, the rest of the show was like pretty decent oh and I did like well we'll talk about that in a second it wasn't a bad show
0: yeah i didn't mind it as much i i actually quite liked it in comparison to a lot of the other stuff that i see um yeah i mean i i thought it was a pretty good pretty good show uh we've got a humper chat from usd saying just thought i'd say hi to my fightful favorites no cap just sap and denise salsa dude (laughs) didn't get to watch live (laughs) because of work but once uh but i'll come once i'm off great day or i'll come back once i'm off uh, Denise, how many step host tweets did you get?
1: Uh, so many, I lost count. It was nonstop. So if you actually clicked on the hashtag hashtag step host. It was all about everything that happened on Fightful and about me. And I just started thinking, my God, if my like future employer ever goes on this and it's like, why the hell is Denise on pornhub? Why the hell is step host the thing with Denise Salcedo? Uh, just click on the hashtag. Apparently you'll get all the information you need there.
0: We put the clip up on YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps.
1: You did? I didn't see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kyler did. Uh, <laughs> uh, like it, the whole clip? Yeah, the whole clip. Uh, the Lovely. whole, whole clip. Uh,
1: <laughs> I avoided the comment section on YouTube, so I went on like right after the show, so I knew there weren't going to be that many comments yet, and I left a comment, but I never went back. I was too scared. Why? I don't, I don't know, Sean. It was very scary, very traumatic, traumatic experience.
0: Hmm. Did you, did you, so I explained it to you afterwards, Denise.
1: Yeah, I know you did. What, what do you, what do you want to go with this? I don't know.
0: I'm just trying (laughs) to see how your life has changed one week post step (laughs) post.
1: Well, and without giving too much detail, about my post life. After that post show, I had a very interesting conversation with my fiance who uh, explained the dishwasher. No, not the not the dishwasher thing, the washing thing, the washing machine thing, and the whole like step post, the whole phrase thing explained it to me. And uh, yeah, it was a very, very traumatic experience. That's all I've got to say. I was trying to get over the events of last week, Sean.
0: The events of last week, like you discovering what a step host was?
1: No, just like discovering, like just, it was just too much discovering information.
0: What? Discovering what?
1: It was just too much information. Okay. And then I learned some other stuff that I didn't even want to know about. What'd you and it was What'd just you learn? like, you well, learn? no, I don't want to talk about what I learned. Cause I think people are going to think I'm dumb. No, no thanks. We, that's no, already out there. I don't need to add feel to the we, fire.
0: No, we don't think you're dumb. We think you're innocent. Like we, it's an endearing quality, Denise.
1: No, it's not.
0: Yes, it is. It, it absolutely is. Uh, almost as endearing as when you guys donate Humper Chats. Let's go ahead and get into Raw. Steve Jenkins says, we'd love to hear your both, both of your early picks for the men's and women's Royal Rumble winners. As always, thanks for the content. Cheers from Australia. Um,
1: is it safe to say it feels too early and I don't have an answer yes. yet? I, think, <laughs> I yeah. have zero answer right and now. And they have a
0: real lack of main event talent near the top. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if two two horsewomen simultaneously win the Rumble. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: Based off tonight, the only person I can predict is Austin Theory.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> like, just
1: literally, if I if you told me, like, Denise, based off of tonight's Monday Night Raw episode, who would you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? I'd probably be like, well, Austin Theory. Isn't that sad? That's kind yeah, of sad. Is sad. So oh, do you think ahead. I'm going somewhere with that? Cause you look like you kind of like just realized No, something.
0: let's go ahead and talk about that. Vince is backstage with Austin theory, by the way, guys leave a thumbs up on this video. It greatly helps us. Ah, oh, man. So Vince is backstage and so Jeremy's off of work this week. And as you know, Jeremy is like the headline God, like he's really good at creating headlines out of nothing. Well, I made sure to assign Gisberto. The Vince McMahon says that he has irritable bowel syndrome headline and the
1: toenail thing the toenail? Well, thing? That,
0: that's not nearly as important as irritable bowel syndrome right
1: well like with like irritable bowel syndrome what does that mean you just have to poop a lot yeah that's it that's literally all it means
0: yeah pretty much you got irritable bowels
1: oh okay continue on i thought the toenail thing was more gross what like an, he said he had an ingrown toenail didn't he or something about a toenail there was something in there about a toenail I thought that was disgusting.
0: He said he had an ingrown toenail. Yeah. But how is that more gross than irritable? Ba- anyway,
1: cause I anyway. visualized it
0: during this. He's like, Austin, you're going to hang out with me tonight. We're going to sh- see if people are expecting the unexpected yada, yada. And this is nothing. This is pointless. Every time they cut back, it is pointless until the very end when Vince just slaps Austin Theory across the face because he's showing him to expect the unexpected, right? That's that's the whole moral of the story. And then... Vince that goes, was the
1: moral of the story? That was it.
0: That was it. And Vince is like, I don't even oh,
1: think yeah. I understood the moral of the story.
0: It's because Austin Theory didn't expect the unexpected and he got slapped in the face for it.
1: But what does this have to do with him stealing the egg?
0: I don't know. Beats me
1: okay continue on
0: i don't i don't have an answer to that but vince is like ah you got a lot to learn kid i don't know where this is going uh i know vince was as fightful select reported was a bit of a make good for the original idea for the egg but um man this was just like well okay i mean it's 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 at least intriguing to see vince on the show but i don't know where the hell this is going
1: See, here's the thing about this. I wasn't expect. I, I don't know if you had reported it earlier that Vince was going to be on today's show. If you no, did, I missed it. I had no it. idea. Okay. All right. Well, I wasn't expecting to see Vince McMahon on today's show, and I wasn't expecting a follow-up to this whole, and not, not even the egg thing, because that really wasn't really necessarily brought up. You know, yeah. it's mentioned like one thing, but not necessarily the actual egg, but I kind of feel like after last week, I thought we were over and done with. That's it. We weren't going to see any follow-up to this Vince McMahon-Austin Theory thing. I didn't think so either. Yeah, I wasn't expecting for this to continue. So when this continued, I thought... Where are we going with this is is Vince McMahon either a tricking Austin theory or B is he going to train him to become some sort of protege is this going to be a thing where like he becomes fond of the guy because after this I still don't think I really know like yeah he slaps him and everything but I don't know if he just put him through that just to torture him the entire the entire time or what like are we going to continue to see more of this is this going another direction because I can't make up the direction it's going in Sean. you
0: imagine. Valab says, is, uh, Denise is naivety, man. Naivety? Tried- yes. Naativity? Okay. So I, Every time I read that word, I pronounce it wrong. Even though I know what it is I'm saying. She says, it's endearing and makes fightful money. Never change, Denise. Cher Delaware says, Denise just needs to message me from now on. I'll explain everything. I am not innocent. And Matt McClure says, now we have to explain to our wives what Humperchat.com is on our banking statement. Great. Keep up the work. Wait, Great it baby. comes up as no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I was but about it's to say, but I got to say this <laughs> look at this, Denise. Look at this overlay. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> humper chats by Sean, Fightful.
1: You made it. In the- you our, know what our it graphics like? team
0: did? Why?
1: It looks like one of those health brochures. It's it, it, the perfect coloring like, hey, you're going to go to this clinic and we're going to cure you of your Humper chats.
0: Oh, I, we're, we're putting that on a t-shirt. Look, look, it's cool. It's even got like the pyramids in the background, but it's the humps of, of a camel. That is pretty cool, I thought. Uh, JW Pringle says, mental health moment. This is a hard time of year for a lot of people. If you feel like you need help, please reach out. We need you here with us. You're loved and worthy. We're in your corner. Uh, every time JW Pringle does this, I, I want to plug uh, Nami Communicate on Twitter. Uh, Nami does a lot of great work, so please support them. Uh, Richie Goodacre says, I loathe piped-in crowd noise. I get it with TD, but with an actual crowd, it's insulting. He meant the Thunderdome. And you can't tell what's over. Uh, I agree, Denise. Uh, The sad reality is a lot of people aren't making noise for what's going on, so they feel like they have to pipe it in. But I have had people at the shows that claim that they have heard it piped in through speakers. I would think they probably lay it in over top of – of audio in in production but there are people i talk to that claim that they hear it at the venue i i can't really speak to that because i haven't experienced it but i i do one of the things i was most excited for was for better or for worse i wanted to know what was over and what wasn't over or what nobody even cared about denise
1: well, see, here's the thing: if they did it, if I, I here's, it's sometimes hard for me to tell when it's piped in and when it's not piped in. I mean, unless I'm literally getting a nice visual of the crowds, and if I'm hearing cheering and I'm seeing the crowd just like you know sitting there eating a hot dog, then I know for sure they're not necessarily you know going mad about it. And for the most part, there's times where you can tell, but there's times where I can't always tell. But here's the thing too: is that if they were doing it the way that you said, the fans said that they did where they, they could hear it. That would make a little bit more sense to me because when you're at the show, you tend to get like motivated or more amped to like cheer for something. If like yeah. other people are cheering in the stadium or arena or wherever the hell you're in, it, it could at least maybe convince some people to get a little hyped because sometimes you can't always tell, you know, what section is starting the chants and, you know, all of that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Nerd guru. But it does suck. Um- Oh, there was a super chat from NerdGuru that just disappeared on the back end. Um, I need that back to our moderator. Uh, Are you going to yell at Louise? It's Louise. Louise? Louise? Louise. Who's Louise? Louise? Come on. Do you not
1: like the way I said Louise?
0: Come on. Fine, then. I'll say Louise. Uh, NerdGuru says, hope you all had a great weekend. It's official. Raw is better than SmackDown. There's a lot more I like, and it feels like more is going on and matters more. Based on what I saw tonight, like if it were a two-hour show, gosh, it would blow a lot of shows out of the water. Um, there, Um, If this were a two-hour Raw and they, they kept in the really important stuff and just kind of did away with the not important stuff, I think this would have been a, a, just a flat-out awesome program. But, man, I, I watched – I didn't get to watch SmackDown until today, Denise, and, oh, <laughs> that show sucked.
1: It was bad. It- that's the thing and here's here's the thing that has kind of been like driving me nuts is that I feel we've been getting epis- bad episodes of Smackdown but because Raw has been you know not so great I feel like that has sort of been protecting Smackdown where like everybody's like oh yes I know Smackdown's technically the A show it's on Fox on, and all of that but there have been some pretty shitty episodes of Smackdown where I'm like what is everybody talking about like I know you guys hate Raw but Smackdown ain't levels above Raw that's one of the things that does drive me nuts because you know i watch both shows and i kind of feel like sometimes there's a little bit of an uh not an injustice but like you said if this show was trimmed down to two hours this one in particular that we're talking about it wouldn't be terrible
0: yeah i think that uh i mean smackdown has roman reigns and for a long time if you had roman reigns on your show doing what he's doing now it was by default the best show but it's not, not enough not anymore, anymore sean you're it's right, not enough you're right. Cyclops says, AEW is coming to DC and I will have a step host sign. Brendan says, I appreciate Pringle's mental health reminders. It's always helpful for people to hear. Must be a good person. He is a good person. uh, And I can tell you that uh, stuff like that does does help out an awful lot. We've got a bunch of super chats and humper chats about Austin Theory and Vince. Hannah says, uh, Monday Night Raw is going to be saved by Vince Theory and an egg. Oh, I I had some information on FightfulSelect.com today about the original plans for the egg, and they were bad. They were just bad. Jonathan Hedman says, it may be post-rotator cuff surgery uh, medication working on me, but I like this week's Raw. Curious as to what's up with Austin and McMahon. Okay, I would kind of like it if Vince was like losing it on screen and he just hates Austin Theory because his first name is Austin. And he's reliving all of his hateful moments from 25 years ago.
1: That's, I get that, but like, let's not tie it into Dementia's this Austin hilarious Theory stuff, okay? Dementia. Let's not tie it into this Austin Theory stuff because it's not great, and that was great, Vince, and this is not great. Oh, Vince I don't want to get up. it mixed in.
0: Vince is going to show up and be like, you've ruined it, damn it! And like, be complaining about Austin Theory, messing up his, his Mike Tyson plans, and all kinds of stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Please James no. Nepper says... If I could take a Hail Mary of a guess, I'd uh, say Vince is prepping theory to be GM.
1: That that's sounds- what I was thinking, too. Oh,
0: it sounds like a bad idea,
1: though. But that's what it That's the intentions that they gave us. They, that's what he implied when he kept saying, so what did you learn about the night? And did that surprise you? And did you see that coming? And What did you think about yeah. this?
0: <sighs> Crazy says "Sitting this before Raw is over. So this could be wrong. What if the Vince and Austin Theory stuff is like Vince training his successor? After all, Vince did say he's like him. Uh, on a side note, one of the best episodes of Raw in a long time. It's good to see positive reaction to Raw. That's that's not happened of late. And I felt good after this episode of Raw. Seems like a lot of people are subscribing to that theory, Denise.
1: Ah, oh, come on. Damn. But <sighs> – I have no words, man. Like we had, this is, this is crazy that this was probably one of the best episodes of Raw that we've had in a while. Yet the majority of the majority of a show, or at least like what, maybe five times that we saw Vince McMahon and Austin Theory like maybe five different occasions that they showed him on screen. It it was probably some of the most pointless things we've ever seen until we finally get to the slap at the end. But somehow it was part of one of the best shows that we've seen. I don't know what that says, man. Also, another thing, I watched Red Notice, Sean, and I don't know how you didn't get the egg thing right away when Vince McMahon came out with the egg when you had already seen the movie.
0: Well, Denise, that's easy to say a week after it happened. But I wasn't immediately in my head, like, oh yeah, the red notice paid WWE a million dollars to do a stupid ass storyline with an egg.
1: When Forget the egg what? came out, come on, they showed the egg a bunch of times in the movie. I watched I the movie and I was like, I, I know, would have gotten Denise. it had I but watched the movie you're beforehand. Saying that
0: a week later, like I dude,
1: didn't. it was obvious. I did not
0: think Vince McMahon was coming back to do an egg storyline to Well, no,
1: but I'm saying the second you saw the egg,
0: well, then yeah, you would have known. Then- then I was like, are they really doing this? Is this the tie-in? Yeah, but my first reaction was Vince is back. Why he got an egg? And then I was like, is that the Red Notice egg? It was really weird. Hannah says, can't wait for Vince to turn on him and yell, it was me all along, Austin. Yes, I want him to bust out all these lines. At least pop me. Crazy says, last one for the night. That slapped the face of theory. Either makes me want a feud between them or where they fight it day one. Or Austin and Vince just keep being on the show every Monday watching Raw where he teaches theory every week. I want them to be like the old Muppets at the top of the theater.
1: I'm sorry, Sean. This is depressing me. (laughs) This is just not. No, I'm sorry. It's just like (laughs) I can't. I can't even. I can't even find the humor in it.
0: Oh, come on. Call me
1: Negative Nancy. I don't care.
0: Guys, please share this video on social media. It helps us out. Uh, spreads the word, all that good stuff. And please keep leaving a thumbs up and getting those Humper chats in. Uh, Seth Rollins came out, and he got his ass whooped by Finn Balor. Now, I like this because Seth beat the brakes off of Finn last week, and Finn stepped right back up and matched that energy and whipped his ass, did not wait for the bell. Why would he? And then what we got after that was a good match where the person challenging for the title won. The booking made sense. The aggression made sense. The match was good. Of course the match was good with these two. I like this. This is just common sense stuff from from the open where Balor attacks to the end where Seth wins. Sometimes the heel can just win a damn match, and I'm okay with that. What would you think, Denise?
1: I'm 50-50 on this. I like the, the attack right away. Finn Balor should be pissed off. He really, really should, okay? And he yeah. was, and he showed that today. Uh, I like the match as well. I, You know, each guy essentially hit their signature stuff. It was a fun matchup. Cool. You know, when you have both Seth and Finn Balor, you know, you're going to get a nice high-level intensity, you know, matchup. It wasn't anything, you know, great, amazing. I'm going to forget about it by next week, but it was enjoyable to watch, okay? But when did like and I've been saying this but I'm sorry but Finn Balor has just lost so much edge man like he doesn't feel cool anymore to me and this is all I keep thinking about whenever I keep seeing this and I kept thinking about it even today where I was like uh like I get it I get what they're doing and I and I think it was the right call to have Seth Rollins win and all that but Finn Balor has lost so much of his edge, man. They need to do, they need to spice things up again with Finn Balor, man. Because for me, it's just been going downhill.
0: I think they get awfully lazy with him because they know that they can do
1: the demon, the demon
0: and just have him sort of reboot rebooted. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's.
1: And I hate it. Yeah. I'm sorry I hate it it's just like I know what Finn Balor can do I mean come on we just saw it nice I don't know how long that match was it Was a couple minutes we saw how much fun that was like I just feel like there could be like so much more and just like everything else that's been going on if this would have just been like this what we saw right now I'd be like alright whatever you know everything started out good it works to the benefit of the story but everything that we've been seeing prior with Finn Balor has just made me feel like man he's almost feels like he's going the Jeff Hardy route where like they like really suck the fun out of him for a bit and now obviously things have changed for Jeff Hardy but he kind of feels like they're sucking the fun a little bit out of Finn Balor Some
0: 50-50 yeah. yeah so guys
1: <laughs> Sean you seem really sad today I'm, I'm not
0: really sad it's like I don't know how to approach this because like <laughs> no matter what I say it's gonna get taken out of context you know you, you, you know how it is like Becky and Liv had a promo that I liked, but man, I the, the subject matter of it really annoys me. Like, you I the li- part
1: where she mentioned the WWE releases? Of
0: course, of course. And it happened okay. several times during the show. And I had former WWE wrestlers, former WWE producers, and a current WWE wrestler that were all telling me how how bad a taste they thought that was. This is not the first time this has happened. Uh, Denise, last week I had posted that I liked the Becky Lynch promo, But when she's talking about how nobody stepped up in her absence, I really hate it because it's not their fault. It's not Becky's fault. It's not any of the wrestlers' fault. It's WWE's fault. And Liv Morgan said, your fat contract is why my friends aren't here anymore. And there there was somebody I follow on Twitter, and I'm not going to name him because I don't know if he would want credit for this, but he's like, you don't do that. Your boss tells you to say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that line doesn't probably doesn't come from Liv Morgan. It probably comes from who's writing the script or Vince McMahon. We know it
1: does not come from Liv Morgan. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, And that ain't Becky's fault. It ain't Liv's fault. It's WWE's fault. And Denise, a year before you and I ever did a podcast together, WWE had this big reboot because their show sucked real bad. And they had the McMahons come out and they said, no more authority figures that sucked. And that's why the show sucked. It's Baron Corbin's fault that the <laughs> show sucked. Well, no, it was, it was WWE's fault for putting Baron Corbin on TV that much. Cause that did suck. It wasn't good. It wasn't fun to that level. We've seen Baron Corbin be fun and good. And they, they blame on screen characters for their own shortcomings. Now, I get it. Within kayfabe, you can't say, we book worth shit, wink, wink. But you know what you can do, Denise? Not say it at all. You don't have to reference it a bit. And Becky and Liv are are doing the best that they can out of this. Becky always does. Liv always does. She always maximizes what she has. It's just very frustrating that that's their mentality. That's their way that they do things. And that annoys me.
1: See, I like, look, so before, because here's the thing. I feel like everything around that was phenomenal. And you just said that. It was phenomenal. Like, I thought Liv Morgan really brought it. She held her own. Good for her because, you know, this is really the the official, like, test for her like can she go you know toe to toe with Becky Lynch you know on the mic and all of that and she definitely is she's holding her own good for her etc Becky Lynch I loved everything that she did you know she's been uh I thought to like you know I haven't been a big fan of the Becky Lynch heel character but when you have Liv Morgan who is this very likable baby face and you have her going up against Becky Lynch it's easy to you know kind of have every have your reactions fall into place it was very very easy for me there was a lot that i did like in this like basically just like them you know trying to burn each other and all of that and the part where she said you're the reason that uh, you know your big fat contract your big fat greedy contract is the reason why uh, my friends are gone it was a good line if You don't think about the real life implications of that, which is kind of hard because that's the reason why it's an oh shoot line. But here's the thing. This is why I like even though it was a momentous like ooh moment, it didn't really necessarily feel um, it didn't feel like it actually made sense in the story, though, like. To me, it didn't necessarily make sense to use that because it's not like it's just because, okay, they stated budget cuts, right? Okay, so you could say like, oh, finger pointing, you know, this person's contract or this person's contract, but that's not the general gist of it, though. It, it doesn't make sense. Yep. Yeah. They made it, they tried to make it make sense for the story, but it didn't make sense if you think about everything and all of the, you know, outside stories and everything that went into that. But other than that, like, I love this promo. I loved everything, like everything from Liv Morgan, everything from Becky Lynch. I I really, really enjoyed it. And I mean, it kind of sucks that like, obviously they had to kind of resort to this, but for everything else. I'm so excited for
0: the match. I'm so excited for the
1: match. Yeah, everything else I liked.
0: Christopher Hart says WWE using firing employees in storyline feels icky. Uh, when, When it was CM Punk doing it 10 years ago, it didn't feel as icky, Denise, because he pointed the finger right at the guy who fired them. Like, he turned around and looked at Triple H and looked at Johnny Ace, and he said, did you fire Vladimir Kozlov and Harry Smith and Chris Masters to their face? This was a bit different. This was saying, Becky, it's your fault.
1: But why are we su- like, I almost feel like we're not even su- should be surprised. Like, look at everything that went down with Drake Maverick
0: with oh,
1: his, his release and the whole video and then using that and then him getting released again. Like, oh, why, good are, on he, him. why good on are we him. surprised?
0: Good on him because Drake Maverick's a brilliant guy, but he's not brilliant enough to film, edit, produce and post a release video within two minutes <laughs> and two minutes after his release. He, he knew that was coming. So uh, good on that guy. Nerd Guru says hate that they're using real life firings and story to have Becky be the scapegoat because of her contract, while it's non-existent budget cuts. WWE doesn't have a salary cap, Denise. They have a budget, but they don't have a salary cap. They can pay people as much or as little as they want. And um, yeah, and Orlando says you can tell when the crowd noise was added to the contract signing with Becky and Liv. No crowd noise when RK Bro uh, tag matches just because of Randy Orton. He is perpetually over. Orlando says, I didn't like today's Raw from a few promos where they talked about releasing talent. It was in poor taste, in my opinion. It seems like that that is the prevailing belief. But immediately after this, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, we got a five-on-five five match. Show the graphic. And I was like, what? And earlier, one of the other things that I thought was a little bit weird was like, <laughs> Liv Morgan was like, throw into a video. I hate it when wrestlers throw it to a video. But in this situation, I loved it because while Becky's on screen crying, you hear live like, ha ha, ha ha. Like I loved her like trolling Becky over that. So usually I think that's that's weird to be like, and here's this video. But I think it worked there. But we did get a 10-woman tag match, which was a bit out of left field. How, what did you think about how they set that up?
1: It kind of does feel a little bit like, for me, it was just kind of one of those things where, man, we just came out of the Survivor Series and already we're going into this match. All right, great. But I just, I'll be honest with you, I really struggled to get into this match. It felt very just like random. I, I didn't care. There was nothing in this match that was done that made me go, oh, wow there was not one moment that I can say that I felt like, oh, wow, okay, this is good. You know, I did like Liv Morgan uh, getting the win. I thought that was good for her and for her team and everything that she, you know, obviously she's heading into this match with Becky Lynch. All right, cool. I did like that. Um, The post-match bra and Becky Lynch essentially going right after Liv Morgan. Okay, that was cool and all. But to be honest, this just kind of felt like, "Mm," I would have, personally, I think I would have preferred to see Liv Morgan in a single, in a random singles match against I don't know who, against somebody.
0: I liked this match. I liked it for several reasons. It went a long time. Like the segment, just that segment went a really long time. That's completely separate of Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Like this match has been built up an awful lot tonight. And we had the five on five. So you have 10 women getting highlighted. It's not just Becky and Liv. Uh, Liv ends up getting the pin on Tamina. So it's a pin on Liv wins. She needs to win. Give her the win. She's the challenger. Tamina ain't going to hurt her. She can take a pin. She'll be all right. Also, they dropped her in the middle of the match. <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> I have people all weekend, like, I would talk to ex-WWE stars this weekend for interviews, and multiple of them were like, Tamina's the locker room mom. She's so sweet. She takes care of everybody. Then she gets dropped on her head. Oh, no. What a bummer. But I thought the booking of this was really good because Liv got the win. Tamina ate the pin. Becky disheveled outside the ring This got a lot of time i thought this accomplished an awful lot it doesn't didn't seem like you shared my enthusiasm with that
1: no i didn't i'm sorry sean and i can already tell there's other things we didn't share the same opinion on because i saw your twitter now i'm I'm saving it till we get to the actual moment
0: (laughs) Uh, cyclops says becky returning as a heel has helped no one yikes yeah i agree
1: There's, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I feel like there's been hits and misses. Like, the the first portion of it was a bunch of misses. I was not here for it. But the last, like, two, I don't know, two, three weeks maybe, I haven't necessarily been hating it.
0: Yeah, I think she's doing as best she can with it. JoJo says, I disagree. Sean, Liv came off as a heel mocking Becky. The fans cheered Becky in the segment. Uh, This heel turn is not working. Fans don't want to boo her. Oh, I definitely understand that some people took Liv laughing at that as being a heel. And normally I would too. It was just the way that Liv laughs popped me. It was just so funny. It was so funny to me. But I do understand why some people would look at that and say, that's a heel thing to do, making fun of somebody in an emotional, serious moment. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But she was sort of getting revenge because after what Becky Lynch did to her, where she was saying, no, you want to cry, Liv? You want to cry? Yeah. She was getting revenge. So I don't necessarily see it like that. I see it as like, oh, you want to mess with me? Well, I want to mess with you, too. That's she's, you know, has a little edge to her. Good for her. She's not going to be a dumb baby face. She's going to get, you know, some, you know, obviously some anger back. So I feel like that made sense, given the fact that that I was going to say baby, that (laughs) Becky was bullying her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there was a spot that disappointed me, but it's because I had unrealistic expectations, Denise. When Dana Brooke got up on the top rope and she did that uh, that fall, it was really awesome. I love that fall to the outside. But Carmela was up there with her. So I thought, okay, she's going to get mm. superplexed. And that's cool. But then Zelina got up there too. And I was like, oh, is Dana going to superplex both of them? You thought that? <laughs> For a brief second, I did. I was like, oh, are they going to do this? But it didn't happen. Uh, KE775 says, pleasantly surprised Vince seems to like Dewdrop. Now he just needs to give her her name back. Well, when I spoke to her, she said, at first I didn't like it, but I decided I'm going to make it mine and force people to either love it or hate it. So more power
1: to her, You know what it reminds me of? Okay, are you a France fan, Sean?
0: I, not a fan, but I'm, of course, I watched plenty of it. I grew up in the
1: 90s. Okay, well, there was an episode where, uh, Rachel and Ross are trying to come up with the baby's name, but every time they don't like something, they say veto, and they keep saying veto, veto, veto over and over. And then Phoebe's like, you know, veto's starting to sound nice, right? <laughs> that's exactly what this dewdrop thing is. Like once you, it's not that it's starting to sound nice, but once you hear something over and over and over again, it it almost just like stays with you, and it starts sounding, you know, differently. So that's what the whole dewdrop thing reminds me of, where you hear it so many times that it doesn't sound as bad as the first time that it was revealed.
0: We need to do a show where we just talk about the shows that each other likes and don't like, because I think people would watch that.
1: I think so too. Maybe Crazies. we'll do it. And we'll do Crazies. it in two years. Like we always do. Yeah.
0: yeah. We released that forcible entry thing. Like I, I had, we me and Denise mentioned that to each other last year. Cause I was like, Oh no, Denise is about to get hired by WWE. I got to put content in the can. And it took us 10 months, but we finally did it. And people liked it.
1: Always well, oh, got listening- to depress me, Sean. Selfishly,
0: I think we're both pretty happy. Oh, yeah. No, definitely.
1: WWE. Like, like Sean, I don't want no heat, man. I'm done getting this heat.
0: I'm stoked. I'm stoked now. At the time, I was like, well, there, that's bad. But <laughs> there you
1: go. No comment. I don't want to get heat.
0: <laughs> Crazy says, after that amazing 10-woman tag match, I have to ask. After seeing Liv's performance and with WWE usually having the face stand tall, if we're going into a title match before losing to the heel, do you think she has a chance of winning? We are what wh- did have they announced this for day 1?
1: Liv Morgan Becky Lynch is taking place next week on Raw.
0: Okay, so yeah. Um I
1: have, I think, Do you think they're going to they're going to prolong it and make it like yes. where they have like 20 matches eventually yes. getting to day 1 kind of like what they did What did they do that with? Oh, they did that with somebody.
0: Everybody. <laughs> like,
1: everybody. Oh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. When they did like Street, Street Charlotte, Nikki, like a zillion times.
0: Street Profits versus American Alpha, which we're about to, or, or Alpha Academy, which we're about to talk about. Yes. Let's talk about that match. It happened. Street Profits won. Uh, Omos and AJ were at ringside and tried to get involved. We have seen enough of these matches. Stop doing these matches. Um, yes, I do think that Liv stands a decent chance of winning the title, though. If it goes till day one, I think she has a pretty good chance.
1: You want to know my only note for that tag team match was? What's that? Quote, nice frog splash (laughs) from Montez on Gable. That was my only note on this match. I mean, at this point, I might as well put that in every, I might as well put that even before the match even happens. Yeah, very depressing.
0: Well, see, I always get fooled into thinking that Street Profits matches are like amazing because Montez does something amazing in every match. Every single match, he does at least one thing that is just awesome. But after this, like AJ couldn't get the distraction done. Do you think they are are teasing towards going to this? Because I think AJ and Omos have sort of run their course. It's just I don't know what what Omos has. Like, what is well, they- he going to be?
1: They did the whole, like, Omaz was, like, staring him down afterwards, yeah. and they kind of hung in there for a while where AJ Styles had the oops, like, with WTF face, and Omas had the I'm sick of you face. So yeah. I do, I mean... After that, like e- exchange, I feel like that's definitely something that they're teasing. And but I don't know where you, you said, I don't know where this is going to leave Omos. I mean, I'm sure they're going to protect him and all that, but damn, do, you don't got to bring AJ down. Like, that's it. Like, he already did his job. You, we, we, I feel like, I feel AJ Styles has already done more. He's already gone above and beyond for Omos.
0: If anybody can get a good match out of Omos, it's going to be AJ Styles, yeah. too. But I mean, yeah. AJ's got to prepare for this match. He's got to. He's got to eat his Wheaties, but you know what? Actually, he doesn't. He can prepare by taking his Athletic Greens. When you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Uh, I switched to Athletic Greens because I was getting tired of taking a, a regular multivitamin. It has replaced my multivitamin. Uh, that was kind of upsetting my stomach. This doesn't. I take it first thing in the morning. I take a scoop of some water, and it digests so so well. It has me feeling good, energetic throughout the day. I've been trying to get my energy in different ways besides the, the, the standard way through an energy drink that I had been. One scoop of Athletic Greens One has 75 multivitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. You don't have to worry about taking a bunch of pills, taking a bunch of tablets, all that good stuff. Instead, Athletic Greens One gets one scoop in, and, and you're good to go, and you're good to go. It supports a healthy immune system, which is very, very important, probably more than ever in our lifetime. It aids with gut health and digestion. It's a good time, guys. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar. Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting, free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you visit athleticgreens.com slash fightful today, that's athleticgreens.com slash fightful. Do that today. My friends, a uh, guy who I just interviewed Baron black was singing the praises of athletic greens. And let me tell you, if you've ever seen him in the ring uh, you see he's, he's got his mind in the right place when it comes to nutrition and all that good stuff. So check it out. athleticgreenscom slash fightful. Uh, I, I, Brought their or tried their product. I liked it. I hit them up and I said, "Let's do some business." And happily, they accepted.
1: Sean, can I start getting paid extra every time I'm put on no. the spot? No, because I'm running out of faces to make, man. Muted.
0: Normhausen says, "Wishing you two a very nice raw watching." After dark, elevation. My Washington football team made their way into the playoffs. For now, pretty good Monday. Denise, the Bengals won yesterday, but you want to know what's what's even better? What? On Saturday, I interviewed White Mike. Not Mike White, but White Mike. Lovely. It's pretty interesting. I don't care.
1: Zero percent interest.
0: Muted. James Boris says, "No step host. My arm is stuck in the dryer while watching Raw. What are you doing, step host?" Denise, have you ever gotten
1: step host ever?
0: Oh my god you did you did the homework
1: no, I did not do the homework Hell's no bro no. I ain't about that life, okay
0: <laughs> <Say bro.
1: laughs> look okay like that ain't for me man Denise what? Oh
0: my gosh <laughs> Cyclops says Martin is greater than friends. Martin is a superior nineties TV show. Oh yeah, absolutely. RK bro defeated the dirty D wags. Denise, uh, Randy Orton breaks the WWE TV match record. Uh, incredible, incredible longevity that he's had before this riddle is like upset that Randy Orton is not, (laughs) is not wearing shorts and riding down to the ring barefoot on his scooter. I think there's still plenty of gas in RK bro. I think they're going to keep going until at least WrestleMania season. Um, I think that this is going to continue and the match was good. I mean, Ziggler and rude are really, really good. I think that Bobby rude is one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time like within the confines of a tag team match this guy just gets it on such a ridiculous level i think he gets it on the level that you always hear people in shoot interviews say randy orton gets it i think to tag team wrestling his psychology is is that but uh how do you feel about
1: about the wig sean yeah let's talk about the wig uh
0: let's (laughs) Orton closes his eyes and he's got a riddle wig on. Like, what more do you want me to say?
1: I don't know. It was so dumb, but I, 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 I loved it though. It was one of those things where I was like, all right, this is really incredibly stupid, but I'm going to laugh about it. Um, That was funny. It wasn't expected. I wasn't expecting to, you know, Randy Orton's had an interesting year, man. He had to wear a wig. He had black liquid coming out of his mouth. What else? I'm sure there was more that I can't think about right now. Uh, he's had a very interesting year, been trying a lot of interesting stuff on raw.
0: I like this match. I, I liked that it. It, it was a match with stakes on Raw. I knew who was going to win this. But, I mean, a match with stakes on Raw, you gave me a reason to watch it. Sure.
1: I like this. Some of my favorite parts were, um, I really liked Dolph Ziggler's dropkick. I thought it was really nice. Oh,
0: it's an amazing dropkick.
1: Very, very nice. Um, I liked everything that led up to the zigzag. Like, up, like everything that led up to it, I thought was pretty fun. So, it was like a nice, like, uh, you know... Nice tease because that ended up being a near fall. So I liked that. Um, I like how right after that, Brandy hit the RKO out of nowhere. Got the win. It was a fun matchup.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. And again, stakes on this show. Why not do it? Why not have tag team title matches?
1: Remember the one time I misspelled stakes and you caught me?
0: Yes, I <laughs> So did. now
1: for the rest of my life, every time I hear the word stakes, I think about that and uh, it freaking pisses me off.
0: Uh, Veer Mahan is coming, Denise.
1: Dude, I thought you were gonna say Veer Mahan was on our chat. I got a little nervous. I was like, "We're, mm. we're more
0: likely to see him in our chat than we are on Raw." Uh, Hurt business against the Mysterios. The Hurt business have been like deceptively successful. Like they've won more matches than I thought they had since they got back together. And then after this, we had a Lashley, or later on, we had a Lashley vignette. They're they're hyping Lashley back up for. I love that. I do too. I do too. Remind us of what he's accomplished. And they're very good at those videos. So why not? But Hurt Business and Mysterios, I'm all for this too. Because why wouldn't the Mysterios face these two guys that are in with Bobby Lashley? This is another common sense booking. It's one of those things that WWE has lacked for a very long time. And like there's a reason for this match. I'm glad it happened.
1: I will say this, like, I think what I really liked about this match was that it was easy. You had, you had, you had Ray Mysterio going in the, in there and doing most of the brunt of the work for, you know, for him and Dominic. Okay. But then you have Dominic actually go and get the win. And also I want to take a second because Dominic has like his frog splash has been like, Ugh. but this last frog splash that he did tonight, I thought has been a big improvement on some of his past frog splashes. And now to be fair, when you see Montez Ford do his frog splash and when you see anybody else do frog frogs splash it's kind of like you know, obviously it's it's going to it's going to be a big difference but his frog splash improved that was one of the things that I did notice during this match that I wanted to point out but I liked it I liked uh you know I love the I love the lead up to the double six one nine I thought that was fun and like I said I like Rey Mysterio pretty much getting most of it done and then having Dominic coming in there getting the win cool fun and simple and but I really did love that Bobby Lashley vignette, though. I really wish they would do more of that because it was kind of like a, you know, obviously you, you know Bobby Lashley, you know his accomplishments, but this was a nice little reintroduction to hey, who the hell is this man?
0: Even introducing people, I mean, valvenus's vignettes back in the day. Um, and you can say what you want about Crime Times vignettes and, and and the content of them and Muhammad Hassan's, but when they showed up, people knew who they were, and there was a reaction built in. That was when I used to do a show with Vince Russo years ago, that was a big thing that he hammered home. He's like, if, if you've got new talent coming, promote them, like let people have a built-in like understanding because that was a big thing for Val Venus. People knew his music when he showed up. So exactly. there was a pop.
1: And that's the one thing too, like on SmackDown, like I know we're not talking about SmackDown, but I like what they did with Zia Lee because I think that's a good example of that, like that comic book thing that they did I thought it, you know they keep doing more stuff like that I don't know when they're eventually planning on bringing her in but I liked that but they didn't do that for Ridge Holland and that was one of the things that I thought that they should have done for Ridge Holland and so it makes a big difference where it's like I feel more pumped to see Xia than had I not had they not done these little vignettes and and Obviously, you know, this is coming from somebody that watches NXT. But if you don't watch NXT, and a lot of people don't, then, you know, Zia Lee is obviously going to be a new character for these people.
0: Guys, please get in your super chats and your humper chats. We greatly appreciate that. Trevor L says, Sean, how was your Bojangles experience this weekend? I'm sure Jeremy was proud. I actually got breakfast from there right before WrestleCade on Saturday. And then, like, I was... I was doing the networking thing and talking with people and trying to set up interviews and I didn't have time to give the concession stand. And then Jay-Z Graham pops up and he's a fellow that runs around with a Bojangles suit and a belt title belt. And he had told me before that, if I gave him a hug, he would give me a Bojangles sandwich and he did. And it was delicious. I can be bought.
1: Wait, hold on. You gave a, you exchanged a hug for a sandwich.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Sean, do you do, do you see the issue here?
0: No, not at all.
1: A hug for a sandwich.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you've okay. never done that?
1: No. I hey, have never if you said I'm Denise, gonna give you a hug and exchange for a sandwich.
0: If you see Denise at a show, give her a sandwich and she'll give you a hug.
1: No, really no. Cool. I, I'll take 20 bucks and I'll give you a hug. Really? 20 bucks? Yeah, 20 bucks, man. We're selling hugs now. Hell yeah! Listen, if I
0: okay, if I upsell it and I get like thirty dollars, can I keep the extra ten?
1: Wait. So now you're pimping me out?
0: I was. I wasn't saying (laughs) that. You were saying that.
1: You literally just said, "If I can get you a hug for thirty dollars, can I keep the ten dollars?"
0: Denise for thirty dollars will give you a hug. Now you're
1: promoting my hugs. We'll give you a hug and
0: sign an item of your choice.
1: Okay. No. No, no, it's not gonna happen. Warhausen
0: says SRS is a sandwich hoe. Yeah, I am <laughs> I for sure. I
1: am. Sandwich hoe.
0: Like is that an insult? Raphael says friends was a ripoff of living single. Period. Yeah, I'm. there's a, a lot
1: I, of friends haters on here. Damn, I am
0: way more partial to living single. I really liked living single. That was a great show.
1: <gasps> don't tell me you're those people that are like, oh, I don't like this because it's so popular and everybody. No, I mean, it. and I want to be special and like the things that aren't as loved by everybody.
0: Living single was just as loved by everybody. Who well, watched I
1: haven't it. seen it. I've you only should. seen you friends. You should watch it.
0: You should watch it. You would really like it. A okay. uh, nerd guru sends us a super chat and says, love the AEW reference from edge. He should have called him more famous MJF or PG MJF. Is anyone else salivating at the idea of edge and punk? Well, let's talk about it. I like this segment a lot too. Edge comes out. He's talking about moving forward and then the Miz is back and he's with Maurice. Maurice is such a star. She looks awesome. They both got this great, uh, get up this great gear. Maurice has always added so much to the Mrs. Act. I felt that when she was a wrestler, like her her body language, her her verbal stuff was so even the nonverbal body language stuff and the heat that she would get there was so far beyond everybody else. She gets being a heel to a natural level. Uh, also I want them to bring Marjo in. She's got to come in and beat the entire roster consecutively. Goldberg pushed for her. But I I just, first off, I just love having Maurice back. Let's talk about that.
1: I'm sure you loved having Maurice back, Sean. She <laughs> rules.
0: She's but awesome. You,
1: are you gonna ask her for a sandwich?
0: Okay. I mean, sure.
1: Continue on. Sure. Um, so I thought this was hilarious. So first of all, the part that I thought was hilarious was that when edge came out and he's all saying like, I can't wait to wrestle guys like AJ styles and Big E and Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, all of these people. Right. And then the Miz comes out and I was just like, I thought it was hilarious. I'm sorry. I, it, it was ironic. Anyway. So the Miz comes out and I'm thinking, okay, I don't really care about this, whatever. well, Cut, put an egg on my face because I loved this segment. I thought this was probably one of the best things that we've seen on Raw in like a hot minute because this was a lot of fun. Okay, but first of all, I got to give this like completely like edge went in there and I know we don't like the the release line, but it did get me to be like, Ugh. He said it oh my god he said it so it got a reaction out of me so if you want to say that's a good thing or a bad thing I don't know but it got a reaction out of me um I really really like the part where he said you have people on other shows saying your name just to get a cheap reaction you live rent free in the minds of a lot of people I thought that was phenomenal because here's the thing and Sean I mean, you can correct me here but how many times because I don't really remember that many times where like someone has someone on WW has made an obvious reference to something on AEW. Like I was trying to think back to some of these and I couldn't really think of any that I like remember off the top of my head where like someone made an obvious, you know, remark.
0: Sammy Sammy Zayn has mentioned it on like, he's mentioned, oh, I might go to AEW and Edge has has been sneaky in the past, like in the, the promo where Seth Rollins broke into his house he mentioned the real names of Dax and Cash and said, call them, or I'm calling them, they'll be over there, which I love. That added such an air of realism because people know that they're friends. Um, but uh, Big E has made references to like Mount Rushmore and stuff like that. But this was that, was, that that stuff was more like wink, nod. This was outright. And I I love this reference. Why, why not make this reference? It's harmless. It makes Miz look better. And that's what Edge did throughout this whole promo. Edge is saying, I know a lot of people forgot who you are, but you haven't and I haven't. Like, that's what I like. Like, sure, maybe, maybe Twitter's writing you off. Maybe the people in the audience are writing you off. You didn't write you off and I didn't write you off. And that's all that matters right here because now we're going to fight. I, I thought that Edge went the extra mile to make Miz look incredible. I thought it was really, really great.
1: I thought he did too. And even like when he did say that, you know, basically saying that he uses WWE to get this notoriety for his next endeavor, for his next reality show, for his next competition. And then when he says, well, you leave your partners high and dry to get fired. Like I almost feel like it was a good line because, you know, there's people out there that believe this. Yeah. And so because of that, like it was a good line in that sense. Was it, you know, right Probably not because if I'm, you know, one of these guys that got released, I would kind of feel like shit that this was being used, you know, in storyline when I'm here, you know, having to change my entire life. But it, it was, I thought it was an awesome promo. It was one of the best things we've seen on Raw in a while.
0: Michael Plowman says, Ms. should have mentioned that Edge's brother worked on that other show. Yeah, he could say that Ms.'s brother or that Edge's brother Christian was an absolute coward who ran from Big E earlier this year mm-hmm. and deserves no respect from absolutely anybody. Uh, because Christian Coward is a coward, and um, he didn't want to get his ass whipped by Big E. That's all I can think of. And and look where Big E is now, Denise. Yep, world champion. Cyclops <laughs> says the best step host hug money can buy. Avery Duncan says hug Ross Sap and Sandwich Salcedo to dethrone RK Bro. Alicia Ellis says Sean made me like him more when he said he liked the blueprint for friends, which is living single. Denise, you're missing out on not having seen it. Backstory is the network that held Friends wanted a show like Living Single, so they created Friends. I mean, legitimately, if you enjoyed Friends, you would adore Living Single.
1: I'll watch it after. I'm still watching the Golden Girls right now.
0: Well, that's a good show, too. That's a good one. It's I'm not falling apart, that. though.
1: The last couple of seasons, nothing's making sense anymore. They'd be skipping through storylines and I mean, shit like that. Freaking piss me off.
0: We're getting a little old. Their memory is a little off, Denise. Come on, give them a break. Don't be ageist here.
1: No, you know what I mean, bro. They're not being consistent with the Golden Girl storyline. It's insulting to me. <laughs>
0: it's insulting. Oh, no. Did uh, one of them slap the other one and say, Expect the unexpected?
1: Might as well at this point. B. Arthur just clocked
0: Betty White. Oh, man. What Which did you Golden think-
1: Girl are you most like, Sean?
0: Um, I'm Dorothy. The little one with the glasses. Sophia. Yeah, there you go. Her.
1: I could see you being a Sophia.
0: What'd you think of the Morrison line? Idolized Rampage said, woof, that one hit hard.
1: Dude, it's, what can you say? It's kind of messed up.
0: It is kind of messed up. And I fully believe that he would have been on the chopping block the same night that Frankie Monet was if he wasn't on that European tour.
1: Who brought up? There was somebody I think that brought up on Twitter that, well, probably a lot of people brought this up how like a bunch of couples are being cut because, you know, you had uh, Scarlett and Karen Cross in the same night. You had a couple of other people. It's just like, oh, it sucks. And it's, it sucks because it's like one, it's one, it's you, like with Frankie Monet. And then right after that, it's your husband. Like, come on, that ain't easy.
0: Sheldon Jackson says Denise won't watch Living Single because she's too busy. Well, you know what? You guys aren't too busy to send in super chats or humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch. Also, subscribe to fightfulselect.com. Today, I had news on the next WWE egg plan. Uh, We had a bunch of stuff today. I dropped the inside NXT war games uh, video. Over there, I dropped the Backstage Report podcast. Steven Jensen had the Weekender podcast. I have news on a recent WWE release heading into acting. And I had WWE Raw plans for tonight. Tomorrow, I'll have news on producers and much more. We've got news just nonstop, my friends. FightfulSelect.com. But get in those Super Chats and Humper Chats as we start to wrap up. Normhausen says, Serpentico's shoulder wasn't down. Restart the eight-man match on Dark Elevation. In Virginia, we say oh, okay. That's why he calls it Dark Elevator. He says, in Virginia, we say Elevator, Commonwealth of Champions, pal. Well, Norm, I always enjoy your excitement for that show. I don't get to watch it until days later, but it is a, a good, fun show. Uh, Apollo took on Damian Priest. Damian Priest won. Again, a match with stakes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that Damian Priest won. To me, that is the story of the match is that Damian Priest won and he continues to not get pinned in singles matches, which I don't think is a coincidence that he has never been pinned on the main roster in a singles match. And we're looking at him being up there for almost a year.
1: That's Uh, a win for somebody on the raw roster. That's a major win.
0: (laughs) Uh, Apollo Cruz's last win on TV in singles action. Uh, I'm going to have to look this up because to me, it's it's really dumb when they're like, oh, hey, here's a title match. Now, he won one on main event last month. But other than that, Apollo Cruz's last win on TV in a singles match was June 4th, when he was still Intercontinental Champion. June 4th. There was no reason to put him in this match. And if they were, Denise, you know what they could do? He could have won some matches and said, give me my title shot. And Damian Priest could say, hell yeah, I'll give you your title shot. You're winning matches.
1: Damn. June 4th. Yeah. Bro, that's like, I don't know. Is that, is that still that summer? I think we were still in summer. When, when's the first day of summer? July. No, that's not even July. That's till July.
0: I think that was spring.
1: That was spring. (sighs) You Sorry. I'm not very good at seasons here oh, in California. Man. They're all the same to me. Damn. But you know what though? Like, at least like you mentioned, it's a pro that we're seeing. Damon Priest pick up some wins, keep him building strong. Oh, he was also one of the names that Edge named in his promo. Yeah. That's something.
0: It is something. I mean, earlier this year when I interviewed Bobby Lashley, like that was the first name that he he brought up when I said, who do you want to defend the title against? And it can't be Lesnar or Goldberg. He said, well, Damian Priest. And I think it's probably because, probably because he's been winning. That's and good. I'm glad They're that have seen him won.
1: in that level. And that's important, especially the other guys do too.
0: And I think he can compete at that level. I think, again, effortlessly cool is the thing that I keep thinking. And he's good in the ring. I, I buy what he does every single time. Uh, I wish that music was different though.
1: I miss the <laughs> whole theme song. That was my favorite, man.
0: Speaking of theme song, Cyclops says, In a 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girls living single. He didn't add the living single, I did. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, I remember her last year, how Lashley was protected all year and eventually won the title. Hope that's in Priest's future as well. I hope something big is, at least competing for it, because to me, this is how people who eventually challenge for the title should be built, Denise. And what my fear is, is that they'll have him lose the IC title or U.S. title, get pinned, then challenge for the world title, which I hate when they do that.
1: Well, Sean, they did tease. a What frick was it when they teased Bobby Lashley, Damian Priest? It was prior to the draft, I think, prior to some pay-per-view. But they did make a big tease to that. And obviously, you know, Bobby Lashley ended up losing the title and all of that. But they did tease that. So, yeah, maybe we'll go back to it soon enough. That would be, I think that would be a good way to kind of, you know, bring things back together again. I think that would be a good way to do that.
0: Main event. So this was set up in a pretty funny way. Uh, Kevin Owens is backstage and he goes up to Seth Rollins and he's like, oh, by the way, I get added to the title match if I win against Big E. And Seth Rollins, he got this promo and broke the news that he was going to face Big E at, at day one like over two months after he get, after he earned his title shot, he was uh, doing that. So Rollins is like, no, you're a liar. This didn't happen. So he goes to Adam Pierce and Adam Pierce is like, yeah, he lied about it. But Sonia says, but it's a real good idea. So Kevin Owens, like LeVar balled this. He willed it into existence. And then it happened, and Rollins was livid. He was livid and he was ringside for commentary. I love this approach for Kevin Owens that lying is the best policy.
1: I liked it because they telegraphed it. You knew the second that he went up to that he approached to Seth Rollins and he said this. And it was one of those things where I was almost like, I almost fell for it, where I thought, okay, like this is happening, right? If, you know, if he, if he wins, okay, he's in the match. I, I fell for it. But then when they kind of, you know, when he told them like, yeah, go, go, go ask Adam Pierce, Like, he'll tell you. Yeah, go for it. Then I thought, okay, it's clearly, I already knew from there on that he's going to, I actually thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought it was going to be Seth, like Seth, Ask Adam Pierce and then Adam Pierce goes, well, now that you mention it, that's a good idea. So let's do it. I didn't know that they I didn't think that they were going to have Sonya do it. But when Adam Pierce, I thought they were going to have Adam Pierce do it, actually. But I like this. I thought that was a really clever way to like a like get like get the match going. And but like B, give you get you like a little bit excited about it. And he ended up fooling him twice. Got the best out of him tonight.
0: Match was good. This is a rare situation where I'm, I'm glad that a DQ finish happened and it makes sense because Kevin Owens has been manipulating Seth Rollins all night long. He manipulated his way into this, this stipulation. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer... Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible, and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. And then when things were getting rough for Kevin Owens at the end of the match, He attacks Seth Rollins, knowing that Seth Rollins can't keep his cool. Not after everything that Rollins has been put through the last week. Like, you could even apply the fan attacking him into that. Like, Rollins has been through it the last seven days. He he attacked Finn Balor. Finn Balor attacked him. He had a match. He got his match at at day one. Then it, it could possibly be changed. Then he watched Owens manipulate his way in. So Rollins right now, justifiably a little unhinged and it worked out. It worked out perfectly. Uh, USD says Owens is out here doing inception shenanigans. Super Pony says, is Owens staying? Cause it seems like it. Uh, yeah, I think he will, but um, we'll see. Who knows? Oblivious Kyrie says, I was conditioned to believe big E would get pinned. That was my fear, Denise. I want Owens, Rollins, big E. I didn't want big E to get pinned. And I was very fearful of that.
1: See, I like your explanation. I get your explanation. But I actually think and the part you mentioned, OK, he's unhinged. Maybe he's not in his right, fr- right, right frame of mind. OK, I can see why he would attack Kevin Owens. He was te- taunted and all of that good stuff. But if he really wanted to get back at Kevin Owens, he should have attacked Big E instead. So for me, I just thought, had you taken an extra 10 seconds, Seth, to think about this, you could have pissed off Kevin Owens by essentially costing him this, uh, you know, costing him this match. So I actually think he should have attacked Big E, which is why I wasn't necessarily that crazy about the actual finish.
0: Her guru says, I suggest Seth beats KO at day one, then KO leaves. Then Big E could win the Rumble and gets Roman while Edge gets Seth at Mania. You know what? I've heard of a lot worse ideas, but I think we're going towards Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But I-, I wouldn't mind another Big I I wouldn't have minded if they just didn't do Big E, Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That should have been New Day Bloodline if there- it wasn't going to be a title match anyway. And then eventually you could do Big E versus Roman Reigns because I think they could build that to where those two are standing across each other from the ring in the ring. And it's a WrestleMania moment. I think that's a WrestleMania main event if they did it right. But I think but they we kind got of it over. at
1: survivor series, but we
0: got it at survivor series. Same thing like Becky and Rhonda. Like we almost got that at survivor series. If Becky wouldn't have broken her nose, who knows how things would have changed for that. Sheldon says, let's never forget the time Living Single came out with a new episode and it aired during halftime of the Super Bowl. And the next year, Michael Jackson did the halftime.
1: What does it tell us, Sean? That we mentioned one show one time and we get more super chats about that than the entire three hour of three hours of raw that we're talking about here.
0: It's a good show, though. It is a very good show. Um please check it out, guys, if you haven't already. Living Single is a classic. And I don't like, I don't like a lot of network sitcoms. It's pretty much like Brooklyn nine, nine, uh, maybe some modern family and Seinfeld and then like living single and Martin from the nineties. And that's, that's about it. Otherwise,
1: I didn't know you watched modern family. I love that show Like
0: here. It's, it was impossible to miss for a while. Cause it was on USA all the time. And Ed O'Neill's very funny. I thought married with children was funny at times, but I think he's hilarious. And, um, yeah. So it was okay.
1: Yeah. I think next week we should just come on here and talk about shows.
0: Uh, I mean, there's a good possibility that 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 could end up happening one week. But guys, uh, check out myself and Denise and Chris Van Vliet and Shaquille Missouri. did the first ever Fightful Roundtable. Now, uh, that was originally going to be a Fightful Select feature. We don't know what we're going to do with it now. It did really, really great numbers. So uh, what we might do is we might slap a sponsor on it or something like that and bring it to you guys free every month. Uh, We got some great, great reception for that uh of course we thank Denise and Chris for coming on there but Denise what else you got going on
1: well Sean you forgot to promote that this weekend uh yeah this weekend on the on the on the Sunday on Sunday yeah we're gonna be yeah. doing NXT war games yeah I well, think, I don't know I if think you're it might be here it I might know be, you, be here
0: it might be you and I it might be Jeremy like the reason I didn't used to do them is because there were post show calls so I would be on the media call But they just don't do them anymore. I mean, a lot of that's because of Triple H's health, but they had stopped doing them anyway. So maybe. You doing Triple Mania Saturday? I don't even know.
1: No, I don't think so, Sean. (laughs) After they changed that main event. Como que no? Sorry.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, Denise.
1: What?
0: (laughs) Well, I probably will do um, Final Battle on September (laughs) 11th, or not September 11th, December 11th, for those of you asking. Uh, I know a lot of you were like, ah, what's going to go on there. I think I might do that because it might be like a farewell to ROH. I think it'd be appropriate to, to do one there. When is that? December 11th.
1: Oh, I'm busy that day. Sorry. You're busy
0: that day. Well guys, you can stay busy with lots of Fightful content. I'm dropping an interview with Caprice Coleman tomorrow uh, or Tuesday, rather Uh, on Wednesday, I'm dropping inside NXT war games, but I dropped a bunch of interviews last week. Silas Young, and I know you, uh, some of you are like, okay, maybe I'm not that familiar with Silas Young's work. It's got a great uh, look at the, the ROH situation. But not only that, two and a half years ago, CM Punk ran in and did a GTS underneath a mask on Silas Young's indie show. And we talked about that, how it came together, how it was put together. Uh, and I mean, it's not a secret it was Punk, but the story is very, very interesting. Of course, Dan Housen, I interview him all the time. Uh, That's up as well. There's so much stuff. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black from last week talking Terminus, which has a crazy amount of buzz. And, of course, you guys can subscribe to Fightful Select or FightfulMag.com. Thank you guys so much. Remember, if you don't watch this show live and you still want to leave your comment to be read on the air, HumperChats.com or HumperChat.com, doesn't matter. Either one will read your question on the air. Uh, we really love that when when you guys show up early for that. But until next time, guys, we're out.